Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the Wasteline Podcast. My name is Lee. I'm in a t-shirt. I don't normally wear t-shirts, but you know what? I was kind of feeling myself today. I even took a picture, and then I zoomed in, and I was like, ooh, uh, I feel good, but uh, I'm looking a little chubby still, <laughs> but I'm, I'm like looking like a normal chubby person. Like, I, I'm hoping I'm, I'm about to leave, so spoiler alert, I told you last week, I'm still recording this. We're I'm calling you from the past. Um, it is uh, technically Friday, May seventh today. I'm just recording this a little early. I'm about to be gone for a week in Denver, and I wanted to make sure I had an episode for you. So uh, I'm calling you from the past. Um, and why am I telling you that? I'm telling you that because oh, I'm about to fly. See, my brain works. Um, I was saying I'm hoping this is my first time on a plane. Oh, wow. So the last time I was on a plane, I was going to a comedy show in Phoenix. And I I wasn't my biggest. It wasn't my before picture because these jeans that I'm actually wearing now, which are too big, uh, still barely fit. But it was Southwest, which I'm flying again on Monday. And... um. The there was, a, I think we either switched flights or changed flight. Whatever something happened, and I ended up. I normally have like at worst an early B loading for Southwest, um, but I I had a C loading, and I would always get nervous because I never like I I don't sit in middle seats. I would rather not go on a vacation than have to sit in a middle seat, partly because I was big. Probably, honestly, the entire, uh, yeah, that's probably the entire reason why. Because, A, I don't like when people touch me as much. I'm not like, if I know you and like you, yeah, we can, I love hugs and all that. But I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like crowds where someone out, I don't know, his arm is just on me for a long time. And I actually, on an earlier flight, on a previous version of my fat, uh, my, my being fat, I I was on a uh, now defunct R.I.P. Virgin uh, Virgin America flight, and they had remotes in the armrest for your TV. And when we got on, there was a little girl who ended up sitting next to me, and her mom was in the uh, aisle because I always I always picked window. I wouldn't go to the bathroom. I'm not going to step over anybody and, and crush them. Uh, I have little short. Um, hobbit legs and I can't step over anything so I always I pick the window and I lean against the thing and I just I pray for uh, a short flight um but I it was very she was she handled it very sweetly the mom but she she had her daughter take the remote out and just have it out because my my stomach or whatever it is my side was on the armrest and they like it felt I felt awful. It was a a very depressing moment. Did it stop me from being fat and getting much fatter? No, um, but it, it didn't feel good in the moment. Um, and on the my last trip uh, on an airplane, God, this was probably like December December of 2019 or January of 2020. It doesn't matter. It was around that time. It was before the pandemic started. And it was Southwest, and I'm hoping, I'm actually kind of, not nervous, I guess a little bit nervous, um, 
but that Southwest and a lot of airlines were, were having issues with a certain type of plane. So they had, uh, luckily, Burbank, uh, which is a suburb of L.A., to Phoenix is like an hour flight, so it wasn't going to be that long anyways. They barely have time to serve drinks. But uh, they, were, they, were, they had switched it to much smaller planes. And I had a sea boarding pass, and... I, I, I went on, I loaded the cool thing about Burbank. One of the many cool things about Burbank is that you can, you walk onto the tarmac to get onto the plane and you can load from the back. And I did that because I was hoping people would take the front, but I just, I just got on in the back and then every single row, there were some middle seats open, but no aisle and no window. And I got all the way up to the front and there was this man who was an angel. Um, he was he was probably a little bit older than me, and he was with his mom, and or someone who I assumed was his mother, and uh, he was in the aisle, and she was in the window, and he looked at me, and like I said, I was... Tw- no, probably more. So I was between 30 and 40 pounds heavier than I am now. I would assume I didn't, I didn't, I made it, I made it a habit to not weigh myself. So I don't know exactly how much I weighed, but the pants that I'm wearing now were much tighter. Um, and he, he took one look at me and very, very nicely said, Hey, would, would you like the aisle? Um, of course he, he probably didn't want me to crush his mother. Um, but it was still very generous of him. And of course I took it. The seatbelt was nowhere near fitting. My car seatbelt didn't fit at the end. I had to like force it in. Was a bad sign. Um, but the the airplane one not even close. And I was way too embarrassed to ask for an extender. So I I had this thing where I would just lift up my gut, throw the seatbelt underneath, and I wasn't going anywhere. And if I if the plane crashed, then the plane crashed. I don't know if that seatbelt would have done anything other than cut me in half. But, um, that was the last time I flew. So the, in, in previous experiences of flying and losing weight, it's, it is a very good feeling when you fit into the seat. Now I'm flying to Denver, which is about a four and a half hour flight. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm hoping we'll see, we'll find out if the, or, or that they're back to like regular, American size seats like not like and like when I see right when I say regular I mean like 20 21 size people seats the seat that I got on on my last flight was like a 1980 1990 sized person seat and there were big people back then but we all know I mean you've been on a plane they have seats for uh our larger guests and they're more comfortable and um, you don't want to, uh, like, your sides don't get cut off by the armrests. Like, I'm in a chair right now with armrests, and I used to hate them because it would be uncomfortable to sit in, but now I fit in. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I fit in to uh, the seat. We'll let you know. I will, right here, uh, let you know what I weigh uh, this week I will be I will be flying with my scale to Denver, so I'm going to with my phone, um, take a video and let you know what I weigh. So I weigh 
Thank you, Pastor Lee, for the introduction. This is currently in Denver, Colorado at Red Rocks. I'm here. It is Saturday morning. It is probably around 10 or 10.30, maybe 11. I have no idea. Maybe 9, 10. Somewhere in between 10 and 11. And I'm sorry I'm out of breath, but there are 10 million stairs here. Like, not no joke. A million, 10 million stairs. To get to the stairs, you need to take stairs. And that's crazy, but I, I decided to tell you my way in this week from Red Rocks, and I'm very happy to announce I'm down a total of exactly 80 pounds. I'm pretty excited. I wish, it's so beautiful here, I wish that I could tell you that I was down 100, but it's coming soon. It's definitely coming soon, and I actually got something. I'm not much of a souvenir guy, but I got a very cool Red Rock sweatshirt. But the reason I'm showing you is not because Red Rocks is sponsoring me, um, but I got it. Let's see if I can even pull up the tag here and let you see it. Ah, it doesn't matter. I'll, you'll, you'll have to believe me. Oh, you can see it right here. Hold on. Bam. You can see the price. No, I'm not flossing on you. It's a large, just a regular large. <coughs> right now, I'm probably uh, at the tail end of wearing two X's being very tight in one X's. I'm probably not even in a one X yet. Um, but I haven't worn a regular large, I don't know, definitely probably since high school, if you're not even before that. So I got this sweatshirt because uh, I wanted to have something cool to wear for my first regular large item of clothing. And it's probably going to be a few months until I can wear it. And that's going to be summer, so I can't wear it. But um, I didn't think about that. I should have got a t-shirt, but who cares? I'll wear it. I'll wear it and sweat so I can lose more weight. But I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, the guy was looking at him when I said large. He's like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but I'm down 80 pounds. 20 more to go until my first big goal. And then who knows? Probably another 75 to 100 after that. So this one day this will be too big. And I'll come back and get... A medium or a small. I don't know what size I'll be. Oh, God, if I ever wear a small, that'd be pretty wild. But thank you very much to Pass Lee and to current you for watching and listening to the Wasteland Podcast. I'm down 80 pounds in the outside of Denver, Colorado. And I love you. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Wow, isn't that amazing? That's either very impressive or depressing for me. Uh, I'm not sure. You, you guys know more than I do right now about what I actually weigh uh, this week. So I put it in there and you guys will see it and it'll be, I'll find out in a few days. Um, this week I have another listener call for everyone, for you guys, for me too. This one was uh, great. I really did enjoy it a lot. Um, the name of the guy, the guest is Kyle, and he is a a personal trainer right now. But he has a very interesting story. Kyle lost seventy pounds, and he completely changed his life. He he lost seventy pounds, and he's kept it off. He says he's gone up and down a little bit, but everyone does. And he uh, has an interesting story, and we talk a lot about it. We talk a lot about the mental health aspect of weight loss because I've had the same thought and you'll hear about it in here that uh, Kyle said 
if he he thought when he lost the weight he'd be happy and it's an easy thing to think because so much of like just for myself so much of my self-hatred hatred's a strong I don't hate myself but um I'm not my biggest fan but uh so much of what I disliked about myself was related to my weight or like it might not even if it wasn't my weight it would be my issues with women or my lack of self-confidence or how I looked which is I guess probably weight um so it's easy to think that oh if I just fix this thing this thing that's bothering me that everything is going to be perfect and what he what Kyle learned and what I'm trying to avoid is that um well, I, I, I'm not trying to avoid learning it. I'm trying to avoid having this happen to me. What Kyle learned was that there were other issues that he dealt with. And he's had, he's since dealt with them. And he said he's happier than he's ever been. And I'll, I'll, I'm not going to summarize the entire uh, conversation. I'll let you listen to it. But in uh, and, and doing a lot of this, uh, a lot of these listener calls, which, by the way, if you want to be a listener call, Email me, wastelinepodcast at gmail.com. And I I have a bunch of who are who have emailed me recently. I'll probably do them in June and and then we'll we'll keep going. And what I've learned by doing all these is that weight loss is a very mental issue. I don't know if that that, that, that doesn't sound like the right English. There's a lot of mental health involved in losing weight and gaining weight and and it's not just a physical thing and you'll hear so I'm not going to ruin it for you but Kyle made some changes in his life that on paper might not have been the right decision financially or, or professionally but he's he's never been happier I'm very happy for him he has a great outlook on life and I'm just so uh, honored and happy that 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 he decided to talk with me this this week. So uh, please welcome Kyle to the episode. Very quickly before I, I bring on Kyle, I guess we'll welcome Kyle in two seconds. I do want to thank our sponsor this week, which is Manscaped. And Manscaped came out with the new lawnmower for lawnmower 4.0. It's a great new addition. They had the lawnmower 3.0. Get out of here. Uh, you did your job, but now you're retired. You're on the bench because the lawnmower 4.0 is here. Still has the ceramic blade, still has a skin-safe technology, but it has wireless charging. It's waterproof. It's just great. And, and Manscaped, all of their products are great. Please go check. Please go to their website and check them out. That's Manscaped. And all of my listeners get 20% off with free shipping. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com using code SYAT. S-Y-A-T-T. That's my last name. So it's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using code SIAT. Thank you very much to Manscaped and Kyle. Thank you very much for calling and talking with me. And 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 uh, I'm so excited for you to listen to Kyle and I. Welcome, Kyle. First of all, I want to say thank you for coming on. It's um, Your email was great. Uh, it, 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 there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk to you about. But um, normally I start with when you were big, but I, I'm... So there was something in your email that really stuck with me where and you said that when when you lost weight 
you assumed everything would be perfect, like you assumed your life would get great, and it didn't, and that kind of scared me a little bit because that's always been my mindset that if I if I just lost the weight, then boom, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be what was the what was the Merrimack what was the duck that like dove into coins. When I, was, I, I forget what that was, but I just imagined my life would be perfect. And is that Scrooge I, McDuck? No, I, don't, I think Scrooge is the maybe. I don't know. It, it, I remember he had kids. Um, uh, he had nephews, but I just, oh, I just, yeah. I just know um, that that's probably not going to be the case. So I wanted to talk to you about that. How, how much, how much weight did you lose? Um, so I think total. From my heaviest to where I am at now, I think I've probably lost about 70 pounds. Nice. Um, that's, yeah, it's it's gone up and down and it's fluctuated. And I've always been a really active person. I've always done a lot of sports. Um, right Even from, at your heaviest? So my heaviest was when the sports ended and then the the partying and going out with friends took off. And then the big thing for me when I gained most of that weight was going out and drinking with friends, but then ending the night with like a fast food run and going to Burger King and getting enough fast food for two people and eating all that before going to bed at like three in the morning. Oh, that sounds, that sounds, hey, I I did that without drinking, but um, (laughs) people don't talk about that a lot. It's... um, the, the 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 when when you smoke when when with marijuana people talk about munchies and and that a lot, but I I was not a big drinker. But even when when I, the few times I did drink, I would love to stop and get tons of food and and it, mm-hmm. it was I can imagine like especially with drink like that's the one thing I'm very happy about is that I will, I wasn't a big drinker because I would have been two hundred more pounds. I just it, it has a lot of calories. Yeah. Yeah. It really adds that way. And I mean, I, the weed thing is what I'm dealing with now. I have been an everyday smoker for about probably five or six years now. Um, and that started when the drinking ended, I kind of transitioned from one to the other. Um, I got in a fight with, I have no idea how many people outside of a bar, uh, in my hometown and oh, I wow. was so drunk. I wasn't able to defend myself and I just got the living hell beat out of me. And not long before that, I was on my practicum for my EMT certificate. So I was actually going to school, working with the EMS fire department in Lethbridge, my hometown. And my teachers basically picked me up from when I got the, when I got beat up from that fight. Oh no. And they like cleaned me up and like took all my information. And I was like, please don't tell so-and-so like my actual practicum super supervisor. And they're like, that's the first person we're telling. And so I was just so embarrassed that uh. I felt like such an idiot that I was just like, I'm never drinking again. And so I quit for like a couple years, but I was still not in a good place mentally so my addiction just transferred from drinking to smoking weed mm-hmm. and i was able to justify in my head why that was an okay thing and why i was actually doing better and why it was an improvement and that might might be true but it can also be true that i was still addicted to something still like 
burying all my sorrows into this one thing and ultimately just like constantly altering my consciousness because I didn't want to deal with those demons that I felt when I was actually sober. Right. I mean, that, that it's because like, like you said, there is some truth to maybe smoking weed is better than, than drinking. Like that could be true, but I, I just related it to the way with me on a diet where when I start a diet, I'm doing better than I was, but the more the the more I get into it, the more strict and 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 better better I become. But there's still like there's still room for improvement. So if if the smoking weed got you off of drinking, that is probably good. But mm -hmm. you said that was five years ago. Yeah. So maybe now it's time to. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to tell anybody to do nothing because then sometimes if you do, if you, if that's the reason why I'm still drinking diet Coke and I still, I, I'm not on keto because in my head, and this could just be a, something I'm telling myself, but in my head, if I had not, if I, if I was doing no diet Coke, no bread, I might lose weight quicker, but I feel like I would snap. Yeah. You'd be miserable. And right. what that, no, no one wants to do that forever so mm. the biggest thing that i've learned with dieting because i've tried keto i've tried carnivore i've tried intermittent fasting i've done all those things uh basically whatever joe rogan was interested in at the time i picked up because mm -hmm. i like i told you i just followed along with the podcast wave and so i tried all those things when they were popular and the biggest thing that i noticed is that they work to a certain point and then your body would adapt and once your body adapted, you kind of have to kick it into this next gear. And if you don't actually like the diet, it's not going to, it's not going to continue. It's, you're just going to fall back into your old ways. And so the biggest thing that I've accepted is that I'm always going to want to eat fast food. I'm always going to want to eat pizza. I'm always going to want to eat burgers. I'm always going to want to have diet Coke. I, I drink diet Coke every day. I love it so much. It's oh, high five. Nice. <laughs> I it's it's the best and I like I'm not ashamed of saying that and sometimes like I'll be hesitant to be drinking a diet coke around the gym because like I'll see people looking at it and be like and I'll have a couple pieces of leftover like frozen pizza or something they're like is this guy really healthy but <laughs> it's all in moderation so right yeah for every like for every piece of pizza meeting I'm also eating like a head of broccoli so I'm uh, there's that kind of give and take that you gotta almost like give yourself a budget so you're like, okay, I need this many like vitamins, nutrients, and like protein and fiber, the two biggest ones that I've learned. And as long as you have those things and you're around where you should be for your calories, the rest doesn't really matter. It's like all the, all the carbs that you eat break down into glucose in your gut. All the fats like are like a gram of fat is nine calories. A gram of carb is four calories. That at the end of the day is going to determine whether you gain or lose weight, not if it came from pizza or if it came from a chicken breast or whatever. Right. So I have a lot of stuff I want to say to that. A, the thing, one thing I'm noticing is like, for example, my dad just got into Chick-fil-A in Florida. He just, he just found it and he's going like, not every day, but he's going, he's gone like two or three times in a week. 
I went. I was down there for two months when I was on when I when I was uh, when I hit fifty pounds down. I was with him in Florida, and when I first got there, I kept seeing commercials for Chick Fil A spicy grilled chicken sandwich. Ooh. Now Chick Fil A, I don't dislike it, but I didn't grow up around it. So when everyone was saying, "Oh, it's the best," I tried it. I I still personally like Wendy's better, but the people at Chick Fil A are nice. But I also know I was on this diet, so I couldn't get a spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's. So I looked up the calories, and I f- could get two spicy grilled chicken sandwiches and the fries and be under my calories. So I went and did that. The sandwich was okay. It wasn't that spicy. It, I wouldn't, it wasn't something I'd run back to get. But the biggest thing that I noticed was that I was a lot hungrier than I was when I either made sandwiches at home or had chicken with rice and veggies, and so now it's not that I don't want it, but it's like, but I I know that I can eat something that's just as good. Let's just even say it's just as good taste wise, but it's gonna fill me up a lot more, which is more important to me because I only mm-hmm. eat once a day. So that's why I'm not going to fast food. But the other part is. <sighs> And we were talking about social media before we came on, but even just the people in your life, it's good to know that they care and it's it's good to have people in your life, but I almost wish you could mute people in real life and just <laughs> and let their mouth talk, but you couldn't hear it because everyone has an opinion about everything. And that's that was what got me upset when I was really big. Because a lot of people I knew drank every night would be would tell me, "Oh Lee, you're really you're really letting yourself go. Like you really you really need to lose weight." And, and I and in my head I was thinking, "Yeah, but your liver is probably just as bad as mine or worse, but it just doesn't show for you because you and it, that doesn't it, I it, I'm uh, it's not a contest, but the people who are mad at you for having a diet coke." might shoot up heroin it, it every everyone has something and it's it, it it's frustrating and I, I just wish people could mind their business in a way like, oh, man. who who cares if you're having a diet coke look, look dude if look, look, you're I, to, to, how do you feel i i feel like you're in great shape you look like you're in great shape thank you um i I feel like i'm in good shape now but i i do still have some of that body dysmorphia where like you grew up a certain way mm-hmm. and you were told that you were a certain way for so long that it's really hard to get those beliefs out of your head. So I have a really difficult time with self love and like just actually being nice to myself and not just always criticizing myself and going towards the negative. So I almost do that to myself before other people. So I can almost defend myself from it being like, I know, I know I shouldn't be doing that. And I I get myself that way. And now I've noticed like, like we were talking about on social media, how you don't want to post too much of the one thing on your personal account or something like that. My personal account is one photo of my dog every six months because Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't want to bother people on their feed with my thing and like do it. And so even now that I've made a separate coaching account, um, I'm just starting to create like content to put on there. And I just want it to be like available content for people that are willing to look for it. Mm -hmm. And 
it's just all the things that I've pulled from all the different resources over the years that have helped me figure out my journey. And I want to share some of that on my personal page, but I know I'm going to get that negativity from certain people that are actually like, they have their own insecurities, but they're projecting onto other people. And right. even though I can recognize it, and even though I can actually like see what it is, I'm still afraid of it. And there's right. that there's that deep ingrained belief of like, am I really worthy of this, like, even just image of myself or like just praise that other people giving me or anything like that. That's it's why <laughs> on top of and just to get back to our original topic on top of <laughs> excuse me, on top of thinking that losing weight would make me happy. I also had it in my head that everyone who was in shape had a perfect life and and didn't go through the struggles mentally that I go through. And looking at you in my head and it doesn't make I know it sounds crazy, but in my head I look at you Kyle and I say he must have the perfect life. Girls every, <laughs> girls around every corner, money falling from the ceiling just uh and what I'm learning is, is we're, we're all more similar than we thought. And that includes the mental health. We're all our own worst um, critic. And not everybody. I guess there must be some people out there who just, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. <laughs> um, That'd be great, man. Oh. It would be. But <laughs> I wanted to talk about that because ha have you... It sounds like when you first lost the weight, you were still struggling with that. Are you in a better place now, or are you still working on it? How what what has that process been like? Um, I'm definitely still working on it. Uh, it's def it, it was for sure exacerbated by the pandemic and the lockdowns and things like that. But just this recent uh, winter, we were locked down for December, January, and most of February, and that was some of the darkest time of my life where I fell out of my good habits um the things that were helping me mentally um I was starting to eat more and gain a little bit of weight but that was the least of it that was I was my girlfriend had even told me of almost three years now that I was just miserable to be around um she had never seen me like that before and she was telling me this at the dinner table a while ago and I just broke down crying because I realized how how sad I truly was. And in the moment I was just mad at everything else. Um, and yeah, like I said, the, some of the most miserable times that I can remember were after I lost most of the weight. And cause while I was big and heavy, I was drinking, I was getting super high. I was, I was doing everything I could to avoid my realities. So um, and on top of that, I was on depression medication at that time too, which just kind of numbs everything. So you're just kind of walking through life at like a three out of 10 all the time. And yeah, I, it was almost like there was an even bigger thud afterwards because it was like, okay, I lost the weight. So why aren't I happy now? Like, I thought this is what I thought this is where swimming through the gold coins came in. Like, this is where... Right. Yeah. And that almost took me even lower. And I always had this thought as I was losing the weight, as I was on my personal development path, that once I hit rock bottom, 
then it's all only up from there. And what I realized was, is that every time you think you hit rock bottom, life will throw you a shovel <laughs> and say like, I dare you. I dare you to like, see if this is actually rock bottom. Keep trying to dig. You'll find one. And there is that rope where you can start pulling yourself up, but it's so much harder than grabbing that shovel and just digging a little bit deeper because you're already there. It's comfortable and you just kind of get used to it. And so where I really started feeling better was um, when I really started to take care of my mind and my emotional health. And that meant like quitting my job that I was at uh, doing EMS and um, getting into personal training, starting to work at a gym. And like you said, money flying from the sky or falling. I've been paycheck to paycheck for years. I, I don't know the last time I went a month without my bank account hitting zero, but I'm so much happier than I was when I had thousands of dollars in the bank, just looking for things to spend it on because I was, I wasn't feeling that fulfillment from what I was actually doing in life. And like you said, like you look at someone like me and like, Oh, they must have it all. I look at someone like you that actually went after the things that they wanted to do. And that isn't afraid to get up on stage and do stand up comedy and has that sort of self-confidence to be like, I can do this. That is the thing where I'm like, Oh man, that person must have it all. (laughs) And it's, it's so funny how like, we do look at each other in the exact same way, but about different things. And it's the, always the thing that we don't have. Right. And it's, it's hard to look at yourself and see the positives. I only see the negatives. And also, just so you know, Kyle, I am fa- any self-confidence you think you might see is a total either, either you're seeing something that's not self-confidence or is a total fake. I, <laughs> I'm not stand up comedy I do miss it a lot, and it is. It actually got me to stop. I, I was I wasn't gambling. Like I was never going to lose my house. I mean, now I wish I did have the few thousand bucks that I lost. But mm-hmm. it was not a good thing. And it, but I, I was doing it to fill like a hole, like to fill an adrenaline or happiness the rush that I didn't have. And stand up filled that, and I completely stopped gambling. But I was shitting my pants the entire time it although it did it's funny it did build more confidence though it did i wasn't as soon as i got off stage i'd be scared but even with like let's say girls i i learned that if i pretended i was on stage i I was able to talk with them in public there's nothing scarier to me than going up to a girl at a bar and trying to start a conversation. It, it, like if she's alone, that's that's like an 8 or 9 out of 10. If she's in a group of her friends, that's like asking me to, to, to jump off the Grand Canyon without a pair. I don't think I've ever done that. Like in, in 32 years. I've, 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 been, I've online dated since it was on Craigslist. I just... The, the whole in-person thing is very scary to me. But... I, I'm realizing that maybe it it would be good to find something for my physical stuff that gave, that that helped me as much as stand up comedy did, because I I don't now, now that I and it's it is rough because 
I did go through some of my really dark periods uh, when I was doing stand up. When I was when I was on stage, I was happy. But as soon as I, I got home, there would be a lot of dark and just sad moments in it. Part of it was I was going through a pretty hard breakup, um, and I don't know. I just I would go through different um, down times. But what did I mean? Did you go to therapy? Did how or, or did or did just doing what you were interested in with the with the physical training? Did that help you more than anything? Um, it's it's the most consistent thing that's helped me. Um, I really trans transformed like my love of like hockey, football, lacrosse, those types of sports, um, a little bit of martial arts, but not much actual training into like working out, lifting weights, uh, finding different ways to improve my fitness and just overall health. And then that's what kind of got me into the personal development stuff. Um, and the thing that I think has been the most transformative over the last few years is I found a group of like-minded people that were supportive and loving and that I could be vulnerable around. So I had a group of friends growing up that they were the ones that like picked on me for being overweight, Mm -hmm. um, for just being like weird and different. And like, I had no other option for friends. So I basically just like took it and then constantly was seeking their validation was like, I I would try and be funny a lot to do that and just be like, do you guys like me now? And then they'll just be like, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because I I couldn't, oh, yeah, relate, yeah. I couldn't relate more to that. Yeah. And then, so I was constantly just trying to impress people and um, it took me taking a step back from that group of friends and then really just um, devoting more time to these people that like really valued just me and what I could offer and like being supportive with each other and stuff. And the way that I found it was through on it. Um, the company with uh, CEOs, Aubrey Marcus, he's got a guy that works for him named Eric Godsey. And he's a big, like uh, Jungian psychology, um, mental health advocate. And he created a program called go for your win that was put on by on it. And it was just this online learning course about personal development and going for your win, like finding what it is that you want to do, what you're called to do and doing that thing. And he encouraged us to get into groups. So I just reached out to the other people around in my city and there was like five or six of us that got together and two live back in Australia now, cause that's where they're originally from. One's moved to another province. There's only two of us left actually in the city, but like that's the closest group of friends that I have now. And we've been through like psychedelic experiences together where like we've taken mushrooms and just talked about life for like nine hours and there's been other times where like we've gone out to eat and we've just like kind of shared what we're working on and like actually been able to talk about the struggles that we're having in our lives and that has been the biggest um wind in my sails i guess i would say uh that's actually kept me going forward and because now i have i have that feeling like i have a responsibility to other people as well as myself and that's the biggest thing that has made me kind of turn a corner in my discipline and in my own mental health and doing the things for myself because it's more than just me now. It's about sharing this with other people and spreading this so that like positivity, I believe, can be more infectious than negativity. So the more positivity that I'm spreading out there, I might get a little bit of hate back from certain people that are, like we said, insecure and dealing with their own stuff. But that's just 
like you had Shane Wally on. Thank you for introducing me to that guy because he's incredible. Like that positivity just radiates off that guy. And that's the kind of person that I want to pay attention to, but also surround myself with. Like that's the kind of stuff that we need more of in life um, to get out of this like negative dream state that the entire kind of like collective consciousness seems to be in because for so long it's been like just be negative about stuff because it's not cool to actually like care or to try or to do any of that stuff so long story short yeah i guess um fitness has been a big part of it but it's almost taken like that and nutrition has almost taken a back seat to just making sure my mental health is in a place where I can actually feel like I'm in control of the other things in my life. And when they do spin a little bit out of control, it doesn't overwhelm me. And then I don't just revert back to that dopamine hit that I get from shoving food in my face in the pantry or whatever, because that was the original thing before the drinking, before the weed, it was always the food. And that's still something that I go back to. Like you said, you used to eat like a jerk. I still eat like a jerk sometimes. Like I catch myself like, oh, you're being an asshole right now. (laughs) Just like shoving food in my face. Like, and I'll do it little by little because I don't want to alert like my girlfriend or someone. So there's, I can tell there's shame around it where I'm just like unwrapping one thing at a time, throwing it in the garbage, one thing at a time. So I'm never get caught with like this big, like pile of wrappers around me or something. Oh yeah it's still this constant thing that I'm always dealing with. But now instead of being like, Oh, I fell off the train. I got to get back on again on Monday. It's like, okay, it's restarting right now. It's like the bat, like it's just one battle within the war. It's not like I lost or I need to start over. It's not like it's game over or anything like that. Well, that's awesome. And that, that is a hard thing to do because I've struggled with, oh, I, I messed up. I might as well start over in, in a month or a week or something like that. But the positivity thing, I really ag- agree with. And it's something I'm working on. And it's something I'm going to do more of because I, um, I've i been doing a monthly mastermind with um, some people on my Patreon. And I'm not telling that to promote my Patreon at all. But... I'm, I say it because it has been one of the best things that I've done just for me because the people who join with me and do it are very positive and helpful. And you're right. I think that is infectious. I think it's harder to find. And it is also, I don't know if it's me personally or maybe it's everybody, but negativity like how you said it's it is easier to dig sometimes and to pull yourself out sometimes the negativity feels good it feels good to sh- shit on other people or oh yeah or or say all oh, this stinks versus finding the the positive in it for example i watched coming to america too it wasn't very good. I didn't like it very much, and I, I said it, and now looking back, and that's a very minor model. I mean, Eddie Murphy doesn't give two craps what I think about his movie, but I could also look at it as, wow, Eddie Murphy's getting back into stuff. Eddie Murphy yeah. employed a bunch of people for a while. Yeah. Eddie He's Murphy, trying. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Murphy, <laughs> uh, or, or, you know, some people got... Some people could pay their rent during a pandemic 
because Eddie Murphy decided to do this movie. And mm-hmm. it's um it's something that I'm definitely going to work harder on and something that I, I want to I'm gonna reach out and see if I can find somebody or if you're listening to this, if you are either a mental health professional or know someone who either whether they deal with with people who losing weight or not i would love to talk with them or you and really sort of understand why we're all so messed up in in a simple sense and because i i i want to start i've been working on my weight for 4 months and it's going okay it's i've lost weight faster in the past but I can see. I'm hoping that this will be a little bit more sustainable, and I. But I all. I. I want to. I want to l- l- take in and learn from what you said, and maybe to start working on my mental health now. Because I. I worry that if I don't, and if I hit that bottom, after I lose 150 pounds, or whatever I end up losing, that if if I don't focus on it that I'll just jump right back into food and I I don't want to have that happen so Kyle I uh I appreciate you all the kind words you said about the podcast but I uh everything you said really struck home with me and I think it was uh you've helped me just as much as I've helped you so um that was great Thank it, you, brother. It, it was wonderful talking to you uh what's uh, I know you didn't ask for this but What's your um, fitness Instagram? I want if people, I want people to be able to go check it out. So, it's still a work in progress, but uh, it's just Coach underscore Height H E I D T. Okay. And then my regular Instagram account is just underscore Height H E I D T. And uh, I, I said your fitness one, and then say your regular one. Now, now you're. Off I was the gonna show. say now you're sorry, off the show. My bad. <laughs> I was get, just because there's literally nothing on that fitness account hopefully i'll have it built up by the time this comes out or whatever but yeah this um, will come out in like yeah. three to four weeks so that's a good that's a good uh homework assignment have at least a couple posts because i am gonna yeah promote for it. sure um awesome, and man. I appreciate where, it. where do you what um you said province so I'm, it sounds like canada what yeah. uh what 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 city are you located in or how can people reach out to you for training uh so i'm in calgary alberta okay. And um, I work in a gym downtown called Anytime Fitness. It's just a franchise. And um, it's, um, yeah, I training, coaching, whatever people need, I'm open to helping in any way I can. So um, okay. I, I'm going to try and post as much as I can. Uh, I want to try and help as many people as I can just because that's what makes me feel good. And, yeah, the personal training thing I'm hoping is just kind of a lift off to this whole, like, mental health, nutrition, fitness, like, all – encompassed into one type thing that i'm trying to build so awesome yeah i'm i'm definitely going to be following you in the following the podcast and i really really appreciate you having me on and talking to me man it was great to talk to you thank you very much to kyle for coming on to the episode please give him a shout out go say thank you very much uh if you liked it if you're in his area and want training hit him up on instagram uh, thank you so much to Kyle, and thank you for listening and watching. I, I, I really do enjoy these listener calls. I think that uh, because a lot of people, I, I spoke a, f- a few weeks ago about how uh, I love doing this podcast, but the numbers aren't aren't what I want them to be yet, which is 100% fine, 
but I think with with a lot of podcasts, a lot of them get guests because they get to say, oh, so-and-so was a guest. And I do appreciate everyone, like a lot of people hit me up uh, about Ethan Suple. Suple? No, it's Suple, I think. Suple. You know, he's an actor. He was in um, Remember the Titans and um, My Name is Earl. He's a great actor. I think I he, I met him. He's very nice. I, I'm, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your last name. But he was just on Joe Rogan, has an amazing... God, I think it's like a 300-pound weight loss, something like that. And I would love to have him on. I'd love to have Action Bronson on. I'd love to have all of the big-name people on. But I enjoy having you on because it's more... I think it's more relatable. It's... And this isn't a, a, a dig at anybody. Um it might sound like it, but I'm really, I'm honestly not trying to dig it. No one, it's not their fault that they're actors. But like what I was thinking was, is Ethan and Action, they have jobs and lives that allow them a little bit more flexibility in going and working out. Uh, on a, they don't have, they don't have to be somewhere at 9 a.m. every day. Um, and if they do, they can ha- have a trainer which some people can't afford. Um, so I don't begrudge. They, they both, both of those guys have worked very hard and they deserve a thousand percent of all of their success. But what I enjoy about having you on is that, uh, that hopefully there's someone out there who can relate to your story. Now you might not be a former EMS person who is now a physical trainer, but maybe you drank a little bit too much in college. Maybe you're thinking about quitting a, a high-paying job that you should like, but maybe you don't. Whatever the reason is, I'm hoping that that the people I bring on here can are relatable. That's what that's that's what I like better. I, I spoke on here about how I don't like the word inspiration for myself. I don't feel like an inspiration. What I what I do like and do try to be is relatable. And to show that it is a hundred percent possible, a thousand, you know, I was gonna say a thousand percent, but there's nothing higher than a hundred. It's a hundred percent possible to do uh, to get healthier. Whether that means losing two pounds, losing two is better than gaining two. You know, you might still eat some French fries, but the thing, the thing is, is, is when you start losing weight. You, you like it. You get a little bit addicted to it. And that can go the wrong way too. Don't get you don't want to get too addicted to it. But I'm 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 hoping I'm trying to sh- to highlight stories that are relatable that that really bring us all up together. Um and I, I'm very thankful to Kyle for coming on to the episode. So Kyle Thank you so much. Thank you to Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and use code SCIENT to get 20% off and free shipping. And thank you for watching and listening. I'm going to be back next Tuesday, and that will be a more uh, recent recording. I'm going to record that the week of, as I normally do. And don't forget, if you want to be featured as a listener, call in. Email me, wastelinepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Thank you to Kyle. I love you and I will see you on next Tuesday on the Wasteline Podcast.